Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And today is our Tube Talk episode, and this is where we talk about the latest TV shows going on. We review them and uh, talk about some upcoming new shows as well. Yes, and with me, I have Mr. Joel Cunningham. Glad to be here, Matt. How are I, you doing? I'm good. I'm glad to be here, too. Are you? I'm super pumped. I'm questioning it. I'm always pumped. Are you pumped? I am pumped. I'm pretty pumped too. Pump it up. And I haven't even been taking any artificial substances. Okay. <laughs> You've been drinking a lot of LaCroix's though. I have. I've fallen in love with LaCroix. LaCroix. How do they pronounce it? Is it LaCroix? No. LaCroix? I think you're LaCroix. I, I think, think it's, it's LaCroix. LaCroix. It's French or something I like, like that. I like to call it lacroix I have a problem. I think I'm addicted to the LaCroix. Really? Which, yeah. This broadcast brought to you by LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. No. I, I discovered them like a bunch of months ago when I was on a set shooting something. And, okay. And one of the one of the PAs, crafty PAs bought them and I, and I had one and I just loved it. Well, if there is a uh, marketing person over at LaCroix listening, <laughs> we would be more than happy to, with a small fee, yeah. to promote LaCroix every week. Sounds good to me, man. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we uh, why don't we mention also the contest we've got going on? Yeah. So we, we do have, have that going on still, right? Yes, we do yes. have a contest. It goes to the end of March and this is your opportunity to win a $50 gift card to AMC Theaters. Wow. You can benefit from Joel's mistake, everybody. Yeah. And I think we talked about it last time. Did we talk about it last time? We talked about it. I think we'll talk about it more next time. We'll talk about it more next time. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Joel mistakenly <laughs> bought a gift card to AMC Theaters. That's the best way of putting it. Yes. yes. <laughs> Makes me seem like the most stupid as possible. <laughs> and so... Um, through that mistake, you have the opportunity to win it. And this is yes. how you can win this gift card. What you need to do is on the social medias, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what you need to do is find a, well, in this instance, you can find a, a movie that you're most anticipating to come out later this year, or maybe a, a an upcoming TV oh, show. Shows, yeah. Yeah, okay, an upcoming good. TV show that you, you're really looking forward to starting. Yeah, they just announced Game of Thrones release date, July right. 19th, yeah. Right, so find an so image, yeah. something that's appropriate, find an image. <laughs> yeah, nothing inappropriate. Right, upload it, and then tag <laughs> at Re Real Review Media. That helps us track it so we can enter you into the contest. But yeah, find a picture of your most anticipated show or movie, upload it, tag us, and that will get you entered into this awesome contest to win this $50 gift card. Amazing. For AMC Theaters. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. one person. Yeah, you can take one person. <laughs> Yourself. And you can buy <laughs> half a bag of popcorn. Yeah. And if it's a 3D IMAX film, it'll get you halfway there. And you can get like <laughs> one half of the glasses. You get half of the glasses. There yeah. you go. And you get to sit <laughs> in the lobby and and watch it from there. Yeah. Through, through the hallway <laughs> door. Yeah. Best idea it. I've had. I don't know how they would do this, but they should start opening theaters where they actually play commercials during the movie. What do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> just halfway through the movie just stop for commercial break and then it's free though the That's ticket price goes down probably why you don't work for the movie theaters <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably why I don't but yeah awesome so uh, why don't we get to actually talking about some TV let's talk Party about safer. some TV yeah. so uh, last week, uh, we actually had a special panel review of Logan. Yes. And so we didn't actually get a chance to get to our Tube Talk Absolutely, segment. which was a ton of fun, though. So if yes. you haven't had a chance to listen to that, definitely go back and listen to it. it which is a really good time. Logan was a quality film, guys. So yes. if you haven't seen it, go check it out. But yeah, um, yeah so we're going to actually uh, play a little catch up, but at the same time, talk about some cool stuff. Yes. Um, first, let's start with The Walking Dead, because we had an episode last night. Sounds great. Yeah. So we've had two episodes now. So, we'd, so I'm going to kind of summarize my overall thoughts on both episodes kind of put together here. Do it. Um I'd say that it's doing it's doing 
good and bad things. Okay. There's things I like about it. There's things that I absolutely could care less and are kind of frustrating to me at times. I think people are, uh, the one of the things that I'm really liking and they're continuing on with this idea that I, I talked about, I think one of the prior episodes is I'm loving the way that they're treating zombies now, which is that they're a more realistic in my mind threat to the people in all of locations. They're not like this. In the past, it was like you'd see one walker and everybody would like, oh, at times, if it was the right circumstance, they'd be like, oh my gosh, it's a walker. It's going to bite us and kill us. Right. Now it's like this most recent epi- episode. Um, you know, we have Carol who basically stands up, sits on a tree and just like stabs them in the head with the with the sign. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And it's realistic. I mean, that's all you got to do is just like one at a time, just poke them as they come at you and kill them. Um, so I'm liking the way that they're doing that and I'm liking the way that they're treating uh, that. Some things that I'm also, I enjoyed about um, the episode prior to the last one. Yeah. I thought it was cool that they gave more time for Rick and Michonne's relationship to kind of be fleshed out and give a sense of like where they're at and where they're going. I thought that was pretty awesome. Um, I still feel like some of the things that they're doing, I don't necessarily know. So some of the bad, more bad elements is, um, especially in this last episode, it doesn't really feel like things are building very much okay. at this point. It, it, it feels like they're just kind of like trying to move chess pieces around, yep. but there's not really a clear end goal. And I think if they had presented, you know, back when Rick finally got the resolve to do this, if he had presented an end game goal, he's like, we got to get this person, this person, this person, and then we're going to mount this offensive and we're going to do this thing right. and we need to get it done by this date then it would have given me a clear picture of sort of where they're at with the story. Yeah. But right now it just kind of feels like everybody's trying to do these different things and they're kind of all self-motivated. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't really know where I'm going with the story. They could, they could flush this trying to get the people out together to fight against, you know, um, the saviors for the next five episodes. I don't think they will, but they could, you know, in the way that they're project- they're portraying it and they're projecting it. And I, the thing that really, really ticked me off at this last episode, and this is kind of a maybe a bit of a minor point, but I really didn't like what they did with Morgan. Okay. It just really kind of upset me how they, it made me feel like they made his character, he was way too over the top with the violence and with the, I mean, he's always been this really balanced kind of normal character. Not always. It, well, yeah, not always, but it just, they didn't give me a realistic build to that. Right. It really felt like everything was fine. He was doing well. I mean, the beginning of the episode, he's like training the kid and he's talking about these peaceful things. And then all of a sudden, because one guy accidentally that's on his side, right. I'm spoil it, but get somebody <laughs> killed. He's going to choke the guy to death and slam his head on the cement. until he's. <laughs> so it just felt a little over the top. It really made me kind of dislike Morgan a little bit. So Matt, what, right. were your, what are your thoughts so far? Yeah. So I know just from talking to you, uh, the previous ev- episode from two weeks ago, I actually enjoyed more than you did. Yeah. Um, uh, the Rick and Michonne uh, road trip, uh, post-apocalyptic honeymoon, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. Um, I, d- I did enjoy that. Um, for the most part, it, it it felt it felt like yes, you're right. They're moving chess pieces around the end game. For me, it's it's they've said of what it is, and the end game is to get a team to get the team together. Yeah. And but... the team being all three colonies <laughs> to fight Negan. So how is that? I mean, I, yeah, I gotcha. I, I don't know how that's guaranteed to be enough. You know how they, he hasn't like done work to put together a plan. He's just kind of throwing this together as is. I, I mean, I don't know. Right. So, yeah. um, in this most recent episode, I actually really, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, the the chess piece movement for this episode, and and if you haven't noticed this, if you've listened to Tube Talk already, we spoil things in this. So, yeah, spoiler warning. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> it's all good. But um, this is this was an episode. 
to get Ezekiel and Carol on board. Yes. this That's what the whole point of it was. I didn't mind the Morgan stuff as much, and that's probably why I didn't... That's probably why I liked the episode maybe a little bit more than you did. Yeah. Is Morgan... I mean, we saw him in episode one. Yeah. He disappeared till in the middle of episode... Th- or sorry, episode one, season one. Um, and then he disappeared until season three, sometime in the middle of the season, and he was crazy. Yeah. Like, he was just absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And he was going to kill everybody and he's like clear he's not talking about stuff you know he's not talking straight and then and then we finally see him he's not crazy anymore uh he's kind of come out of it he had a mentor help him get out of it and learn you know how to hit people with a stick like donatello (laughs) from the ninja ninja turtles but um so now uh something traumatic happens to him and my takeaway from it was is that he had kind of become uh, and they didn't and this is probably the writing they didn't do a very good job of representing this but He's kind of become the the father to this Benjamin kid, yeah, who died, yeah, and so that and so that's bringing up all these like issues with his own kid, yeah. and so he's going, he's being transported back to his days where he was writing clear on everything, and he's like, you know, spouting off nonsense and going crazy, yeah, and so I I understood that, I understood where he's going, um, I'd like the compassion that Carol showed showed him, mm-hmm. um, at the end it was like, hey, you know what, you can go, but but don't go, you know, kind of like what Ezekiel said to her, like yeah. here, stay here and kind of clear your mind. Yeah. And then they gave you that cliffhanger. He's not just using that stick anymore. He's sharpening this thing. It's a right. spear now. Which I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah. This is, I think this is the sense that I'm getting. I feel like these are elements that they could have actually rightfully played out over a couple episodes, but the first half of the season was so wasted with mm. just nonsensical stuff <laughs> that instead of getting these natural, like even Eugene just goes from like black to white. He's like good side, bad side. It's like instead of getting this natural sort of progression of these characters moving into these different ways of acting and these different ways, even Carol shows up and she's suddenly she's cured. Right. She's fixed. Right. So it's like instead of giving these natural like push towards something and like a segue that kind of like over time changes their mind and their feeling, we just get this one or zero. It's like on or off. They're ready to go or they're not, you know? Right. And so I would have just liked to seen in the beginning of the season, start setting up the fact that, you know, Morgan is going to essentially break at right. some point. You know what well, I mean? Well, that's just another thing is where they... they and they had... kind of did because yeah. he did shoot, you know, the gun, but it, it, it I don't know. They, they, yeah, you're right. If they were going to do anything, they these would have been episodes to have in the first half of yeah. the season, like you're saying. Yeah. Uh, it would have been better. These would have been better fillers than what we got in the first half of Much season better. seven. Yeah. For sure. Um, but yeah, what they're doing ultimately is just to get people on board. Like you're saying, I totally agree. It's chess pieces. They're getting ready in these last four episodes, I think. Yeah. To just to get an army together. And that's, that's what I can see is, is a point, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you had to rate this last one that aired last night, what would you, what would you give it? I give it a 6.5, I think. Out okay. of 10. I said a lot of bad stuff, so it sounds like worse, but right. Uh, yeah, I'd say probably six point five out of ten. I would get I would give it a seven point five, uh, mainly because it didn't have a zombie rope like in the first uh, half. Of, that would have been first amazing. episode of this half. That would have been great. That would have added some interest for me. Too. I would have given it like an A. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. Awesome. But yeah, so that's uh, that's it for uh, this last episode of The Walking Dead. Next, I want to move into Legion because. Um, the episode that aired, um, two weeks ago, so two episodes Mm -hmm. ago, um, I really was not on board with, I was really kind of bummed out with, I did not enjoy, it was basically, um, David stuck in the astral plane, um, and kind of dealing with that, you learning about, um, uh, the husband, you know, Mr. Scuba Man and his Mm -hmm. ice cube castle, which the whole, (laughs) the whole side of that 
some of the aspects of that was cool, like the in, the beginning scene. Yeah, I did enjoy, uh, but I just didn't like it overall. There wasn't a lot of character development, and it was, uh, yeah. Anyway, I, I didn't like um, the Carrie story and kind of how they did that. However, let me say this, Joel. Mm-hmm. This episode that aired this past Wednesday, my favorite episode of the se- season, absolutely hands down, nice. my favorite episode. Yeah, um, it did. I would ha- pretty much agree with you too. It I had think. it had its um, abstract moments, which I'm still having trouble getting on board with. Yeah, but we got the most plot. I feel like we got the most uh, description explanation for things that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're learning a lot more, and it was visually. Um, uh, not just like the abstract storytelling of it, but visually we saw some cool action things happen. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome. Uh, David, <laughs> we find out that David, the whole time they're like, you're not schizophrenic. You're just a mutant and you have abilities. Today, in, or in this episode from this last week, we find out, well, yeah, he's he's got these abilities, but he actually is kind of schizophrenic because <laughs> he's got the, he's yeah. be, he's being hijacked yeah. by the the guy the the fat dude. Yeah, this is uber creepy. Right. There were some crazy horror elements in this one too yeah. that I was I was like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, he freaked me out. I mean, you've seen little glimpse. You've definitely seen glimpses of him popping up in scary ways. This was the first time you've gotten like a full body right. appearance. I feel like of him tangibly being in like the room with other characters. Yeah. and interacting with them. And he was freaky. I yeah. mean, he just scared the crud out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I would have done the exact same things. I, I really liked this recent episode because I think, like you're saying, you really got a sense to actually get some details. It felt like there was some forward progress in some different yeah. areas. You know, he rescues his sister and he goes in there. And I thought the fights that he was doing when he goes, because you're wondering, like, well, how is he going to go? kill these people like how is he yeah. going to get in there and do and then you get to see how he does that he's like invincible right going in there. he's like invincible and it was really scary and weird and yeah. cool at the same time and yeah. also kind of like ooh, that's horrible um one thing i didn't understand is why he didn't let his psychologist they why they didn't let his old psychologist out of the cage or out of the prison they don't really explain that they're just kind of like yeah peace out yeah, sorry bye. buddy <laughs> your life sucks for you yeah, it was sydney that left left him behind yeah, yeah when well, yeah, he yeah. was there with it the, so she was there with the other guy it, like it didn't really make any sense in that exact thing. So this show has been, so there's another show I'm watching. Okay. We haven't talked about this yet. All right. And Uh. I think you might be watching this show too. Uh. Um, It's a cool show and it plays with a similar-ish concept for the main character. Okay. Dealing with realities. Yeah. Whether things exist and what they mean and whether they don't mean what they mean. And it's doing it in a completely different way because- Although it is strongly styled, there is definitely a sense that you everything ties in. Yeah. And they don't lead you down paths and then or just set something up or show you something that doesn't tie into anything. Right. You know? And this film or show, I should say, it's almost like a long film, but this show very much has been up to this point that type of thing. Right. Um it's been it's like its own some of the episodes for the most part have just been very artistic. And I mean, I, especially with episode four, you're talking about the ice house thing and the astral plane, which it didn't really make sense why they're going to the astral plane and the, wh- what is the astral plane and how is it this mutual? I mean, I know what astral plane is, but how do you reach it? You know, it doesn't really make sense how if you just go in your brain that you can go to this place where he could also encounter somebody else that's kind of there. Right. And it didn't really make sense how he sort of got out of it like he kind of did, but... So uh, yeah, yeah, they, that they don't really explain yeah. that. And very I will well. say this too, because I've been wondering how they were going to make his David's and Sydney's relationship 
go to the physical side of things. Right. And you've been kind of waiting on that because you're like, how are they going to do that? And it was very <laughs> abrupt. Yeah. I mean, it didn't, I don't know about you, but I didn't really get a sense of an understanding of how he figured out how to do that. Yeah. As far as like making that relationship work in that way. It was still really cool to see because I mean, it was definitely like there was a lot of pent up feeling there yeah. that they both wanted to get out, but it was so twisted as well because then you saw little inklings of like, even in this environment that you feel like is going to be so loving and so nurturing and safe for them, there's some really dark The things. dark parts of his thoughts, yeah. man. So yeah, it was like virtual reality. He set yeah. up a virtual reality world for them to be together in. Exactly. But at one point he actually like teleports her there. Yeah. Because when they're running, then she's like, take us to the, take us to the white world, take us to the white world. And, and he like teleports them there right. away from the danger. So I don't really know how that exists right now. Right. But, and then, and then they end us on a doozy of a cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, so, at the very end, you know, they're they're being attacked um, yeah. and uh, they all get teleported into a room where they're back at Clockworks, which is a mental institution. Yeah. But everybody that's on the team is a patient. Yeah. And Aubrey Plaza's character, Lenny, yeah. is the doctor. Or Benny. Yeah. Benny, Benny Lenny. <laughs> Benny Lenny. You don't Lenny really know. Benny. It's kind of like maybe one or both. Right. You know, exactly. At this, at this point, yeah. And, and yeah, so th- they're playing with this idea that is this all in his head? You know, and, and that, that could be very, very smart and how they handle it and how it plays out, or it could be extremely frustrating given where, yeah. what we've seen. So we'll have to wait and see, but, um, overall, I really, really like this. I, I, the effects of some of the stuff, even the practical stuff they had, like, um, where the guys are like sticking out of the cement, like yeah. they sink into the cement. I'm like, that's kind of cool looking, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I just, I really enjoyed the episode as a whole, we learned a lot. Um, we actually learned quite a bit in that, like that thing where he's got, they communicate via that watch and then like the projected, the image of the, the doctor in the sky or Carrie in the sky, yeah, you know? Yeah. And like, there's a lot of exposition there that, that this series up to this point, doesn't really do exposition like that. This, yeah. this, this episode did it. And, uh, my favorite episode of the season. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to rate this thing pretty high. I'm going to give it a nine. Yeah. I really, oh, really nice. liked it. Yeah. Yeah. You must. Yeah. yeah. I'd give it an 8.5. Cool. You know, I hope that in the coming episodes, they continue to go down this direction and figure out ways of giving us actual bits of information that tie into like the real story. Right. And they aren't just artistic. So, so we've got three episodes left. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Yeah. And it looks like the first I mean, the first, I would say the first one was probably one of the more grounded ones in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. And it was directed by the showrunner, Noah Haley. Right. Um, and this last one is going to be directed by him. So I'm hoping that maybe, you know, he's starting with a good solid one that had some good ground. And then maybe the last one will retread some of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Here's the hoping for that. But Absolutely. Uh, with uh, with that, Joel, uh, you brought up a show that you were watching actually um, on our last Tube Talk ep- mm-hmm. episode and you didn't get a chance to finish it yet, but you Correct. have had a chance to finish it. Yes. I believe you're talking about O.J. Simpson, the American crime story. Yep. Um, so this is, yeah, O.J. versus the people versus O.J. So I finally had a chance to get through the show in its mm-hmm. entirety and kind of put my thoughts together for the entire show. And I'd say overall, I was left with... Um, liking the show okay i think overall like grand scheme of things i did enjoy the show and i think the thing that really stuck with me overall was not the social commentary wasn't the acting the acting wasn't awful there was times where there was some 
pretty like not the greatest acting. I think a lot of that actually came from the casting, okay. which we talked about. The, some of the characters, I just really didn't feel, especially Cuba Gooding, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. It's not that he did a bad acting job. I just don't see, he doesn't look like O.J. Simpson. Like a physical. The physical representation yeah. of this football player, O.J. Simpson. I mean, O.J.'s a bigger guy. He's yeah. like intimidating. He's like a guy that girls like want to be with. Mm-hmm. That's one of the, you know, he's a player. Cuba Gooding's a nice looking guy and he's the nicest kind of guy, but he's small, you know, right. <laughs> twitchy. So he didn't really get there for me. I think the the, the two real standout roles for me in this film uh, was Sarah Paulson, mm-hmm. who played uh, Marsha Clark, and then also Sterling Brown, uh, Christopher Darden, which I believe he won an award uh, for oh, this yeah. award. Yeah, Very for cool. this for this role. Um, I think they did an amazing, outstanding acting job overall. The rest of them just okay to bad. But the thing that was, I think, really good in a sense is that even though I knew, and you know this is a, a show that can be suspenseful, even though I knew how it was going to turn out, even though I knew how it was going to end, you know, OJ gets off, it still left me wondering in a way. Like it's still, there's still like way back in the back of your head, you're going, maybe, like yeah. maybe they'll take throw a twist, you know, and things will just go in the opposite direction. And you really got a sense of feeling for the characters and a lot of them for where they're going with it. Um, you really got a sense, especially I think with Sarah Paulson's character mm-hmm. for the difficulties that she faced being the, you know, the lead, you know, right. person that's prosecuting OJ. You really got a sense for what she was dealing with and you got a sense for even Sterling, you know, for in a lot of ways. And this was something they did that was like really interesting. I'm going to, you know, spoils here, but yeah. you know, at the end of the show they did in the very last episode, which is like the verdict episode, they showed actual footage of people reacting to the verdict coming out of OJ. From when it actually happened. Right, from when okay. it actually happened. So, like, they went and, in the vault and got right, that. Right, they went in the okay. vault and they got that. And it was so weird and kind of sad in a way oh, man. to show because you see, and uh, we're not going to get, you know, obviously too racial here, but right. the, the two sides of it, you know, you have basically white crowds of people. Yeah. And then you have basically black crowds of people. And one side is just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe he he got off. Yeah. And the other side is like, yeah, he got off, celebrating, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And more of it, more less than it being like a racial indicator, it was more just a sense of where we are as a country. Right, that right. We're that divided. That is sad, yeah. You know? And it's like, wow, that divide is so strong there that, and I'm not saying who's right or wrong even, it's just like a sense of like, wow, that that divide is so aggressive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That there could be that polarizingly different between the two. And so you really get a sense of that. You really get a sense of... um the suffering that a lot of people go through in this scenario, and it's kind right. of just a bad situation overall. I think cinematography-wise as well, really good for what it is, you know, for television. Really good cinematography overall awesome. uh, yeah. for what it for what it needed to be, um, and you know, renewed my interest. In, there, it ended up having me look up some old stories about it oh, and yeah. figuring out, like, figuring out did that really happen? Was that really true? I would say the one thing that they definitely did, and this might have been like a creative liberty, okay, to bring certain points of the show to like a bigger head okay. was they definitely played up certain like causes that certain people okay. took within the show, like certain personal issues that they had. Oh, okay. um, and even in certain conversations, like I, I don't think that they knew exactly how these conversations went down, right. how they were said, how people acted. And so they kind of form formatted a drama there to kind of help, I think in aiding the overall sense of where some of these characters were coming from yeah. with some of their frustrations. Yeah. So, yeah. So if I had to overall rate this, 
I think on a scale of one to ten, I'd probably give it an eight point five out of ten. Okay, cool. So pretty darn high. That is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's <laughs> cool. actually good to hear. I'll have to actually check it out now. I I love uh, Sarah Paulson. Yes. Um, I've seen her in uh, some of the American Horror Story stuff, and she's she's great in most of that stuff. That yeah. So the two bad ones. <laughs> Cuba Gooding, for the most part, and John Travolta. Okay. You know, and it JT, wasn't. JT, huh? Yeah. It's, <laughs> again, it's not because they did a bad acting job per se, but just their acting style and who they are, their mannerisms prevented me from really seeing them as those characters. Grease Lightning. There you go. Yeah. So <laughs> awesome. So that's that show. Um, Matt, you also had a chance to watch a show. Yes. And kind of put your thoughts together on this. And we mentioned it. Um, what what show is this for you? Yes. So I just recently uh, finished the very first and to this day only season of Sneaky Pete. Ooh. And I really, really like Sneaky Pete. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Very good. It's, so I don't know much about the show. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it's about uh, a common who's mm-hmm. on the run from a vicious gangster takes cover by assuming the identity of his prison cellmate, yeah. Pete. Um, <laughs> and Sneaky Pete, there yeah, you go. He ends up re- reuniting with his estranged family uh, that threatens to drag him into a world just as dangerous as the one he's escaping from. Okay. It's kind of funny. It's, it's He's got to do a lot of balancing acting. So the main guy, Pete, yeah. actually his name's not Pete, but he's pretending to be Pete, uh, played <laughs> by Giovanni Ribisi. His name is Marius. Nice. Who I haven't seen in a lot. For a he while. is so dang good. Let me just say that right off the bat. Yeah. He is amazing. And and he's almost like one of those actors where, yeah, you're right. You haven't seen him in a lot, but yeah. it's kind of, you feel like it could be really easy to take him for granted Yeah, uh, because he's just really, really talented. He's kind of, you know, sneaky Pete, you know, like that almost like paints an image in your head of mm-hmm. like what that person would look like. Yeah. He looks and plays that part so well. Mm. Um, I, what I would say is this is more like a... Uh, like a white collar for grownups. Okay. Um, so it has to do with with uh, Marius, aka who assumes the identity of uh, Ethan Embry's character Pete. Yeah. From his, you know, they were in prison together, and and what one thing they do they set off right right from the beginning is is um, Ethan Embry, the real Pete, is talking about his family all the time, and. Um, and Marius, played by um, Giovanni Ribisi, who takes <laughs> Pete's name, uh, he's got like a an amazing memory okay. and he remembers all of, all of the stuff that he says. And so he's got to escape his past life. So he's like, why not just take Pete's life? He hasn't seen his family in years. And so yeah. he can show up just unannounced and people won't really know because yeah. it's been 20 plus years. Nice. So, um, what's great about this is they do a great job of making sure that, uh, the faux Pete or Giovanni Ribisi is, <laughs> is, the is hands down the best con man in the show that yeah. you'll see. Um, and that's some of the, some of the best stuff. Like you'll see like people trying to pull one over on him, but he's like, nah, <laughs> I got you. So he catches it. Yeah. Right. So there's a bit of humor to the show. Yeah. There's a little bit of humor. I would say it's more of a, a drama, uh, suspense okay. and then comedy kind of on the, on the tail action. End of it. Does it get towards any like violence or there, there's a little bit, um, I would say that stuff is usually when Brian Cranston is around. He's the he's the main. <laughs> Imagine that, right? So he's the main antagonist. I would say yeah. he's um, he's the he kind of goes a little bit Heisenberg in this. Does I guess he? is yeah. he full Heisenberg or is it like he's like seventy? He's like seventy five percent Heisenberg. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So he's got he's got a full head of hair. Yeah. 
Um, and he's maybe a little bit more logical, less emotionally driven. Gotcha. He's not a chemist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's not scientifically proven at all. Gotcha. Um, but he, he's really great. There's actually one monologue that happens a few episodes in that he just goes on talking about something that happened in his past. And you're like, man, all little quirks and manners. He's so good. He's a great actor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's great in this. He's actually a producer. I think he helped write a lot of this stuff. Oh, cool. Um, I did not know that. And yeah, I didn't know that for a while too, but, um, just really, really good. One thing they dive into also is that you learn a lot about Pete, um, faux Pete, um, Marius's character, <laughs> yeah. about um, his past. And he actually has uh, a bunch of friends that are all con men and con women that he actually has worked with in the past. And you actually get hints of that. It kind of reminds me of Ocean's Eleven. Okay. Um, and th- that's really where it shines too. It, it, all those interactions that he has and and some of the cons that they're trying to pull off and stuff like that. You're like, yeah. oh, this is really, really cool stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um, it, it dives into that a lot. And I, I just really, really enjoyed it. Um, side note, Graham Yost, who helped develop this, mm-hmm. uh, developed uh, Justified, the series okay. with Timothy Oliphant, which I really liked. Yeah, I've heard good things. I've actually never watched it. Right. So I've heard good things. Justified is really good. And, and I was like, I was watching the show. I was like, He's from Justified. Oh, that other character, he's from Justified. This other character is from Justified. <laughs> sure enough, what they're is, all from Justified. I'm like, what is happening here? I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, Graham Yost, he, he, that's why. You know, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. all the Justified alumni on there. Which tends to be the case. A lot of times the showrunners bring their characters and actors from other shows. So Right, right. It's Not it's characters, not, actors. Right, it's yeah. not any different from uh, Christopher Nolan having Tom Hardy in one of his movies. Yeah. So Directors do it a lot. Yeah. I, I really recommend this movie. I, I can't recommend it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> this movie. We're talking about movies. So yeah. When you binge watch a show for uh, yeah, ten episodes, it's kind of too. like a really long movie. That's yeah, I can see that. Yeah, but um, and with the length that some of these shows are at now, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's really crazy. But I would really, really recommend this if you're if you're into stuff like that. It is. It's R rated for sure, mainly for language. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, don't have your kids around while you're watching it. <laughs> but it's really, really great. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna rate the show overall as a nine, and I really. I'm looking forward to next season. Really cool. That's yeah. that sounds awesome. I'll do my best to check that one out because I I hadn't heard a lot about it, but I love Brian Cranston and uh, I'm excited to give Giovanni Ribisi another chance. I haven't seen him in anything I think since goodness Avatar. I think maybe what he wasn't in Avatar. Yeah, he was the bad guy, the main anti. I can't think of his oh, name. Oh, right that's now, right, that's right, that's right. He was yeah. I okay, I totally forgot. Sorry. I kind of blocked that out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a silly character, Parker. Name yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. him from um, yeah. Flight of the Phoenix and Gone in 60 Seconds. The first thing I actually remember him from was Friends. I mean, that's, that's right. probably the first thing I ever saw him in. But, Which you know. is such a crazy role. It's so goofy. Yeah, but I, I'm looking forward to it. I'll try and check it out as soon as I get a chance. There. Yeah, yeah, I would so. check that out. But um, Cool. So that's it for Sneaky Pete. Um, there wasn't a new episode of Arrow on this week, so I want to move into that. Um, but we can talk a little bit about the last episode of Arrow from two weeks ago. Okay. Um, just a big reveal. We learned who Prometheus is, who was the big bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an alien. Right. <laughs> no, he actually be he ended up being Adrian Chase, who was who was the new DA, which is really frustrating for me because I was really liking the new DA. Uh, DA. Uh, up up until this point, all the DAs have been against Oliver, against the Arrow, and kind yeah. of like railroading his his missions. And he's been very helpful, very supportive. And very mm-hmm. cool, and yeah. I really liked him. Yeah. And then we find out that he's he's the main antagonist. Wah, 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 totally wah. bummed out by that. I don't know where they're gonna take it. 
I'm still frustrated by Felicity. Um, she's joining this Helix group, this like hacktivist group where yeah. she's feels purpose and empowered, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's just kind of a, a brief synopsis. So I, I, I can't, you know, whatever. If I have to rate that episode, I was kind of bummed out a little bit. I give it a 6.5. Gotcha. Okay. So moving on, because I know we're both caught up on this. We're going to talk about The Flash. Yes. Okay. I like The Flash. I like... Barry Allen. I like Grant Gustin. I like the characters in The Flash. And we've hinted on this as we've talked about it in this most recent episode. But this season is so frustrating, dude. It's yeah. so, so frustrating. And we've had a chance to talk about this a little bit, but I am I'm so over a lot of the same things that are happening in the show. Yeah. Um, this last episode even was was frustrating. People are just making dumb decisions. They're being really selfish and they're being really stupid. Yeah. And they're not providing a I think a good explanation for why these characters are acting the way that they are a lot of time. And it's just coming across as like really contrived that they're trying to set up these realistic reasons for why things were not even re- not realistic, but these reasons, just reasons for things to happen. Right. You know, cause you're, you're questioning, okay, well, Savitar is in the speed force, right? Yeah. Or he's like been he's trapped in the speed force. He's yeah. in the speed. How are they going to get him out? So of course they present this fact that you don't know anything about <laughs> that. One of the characters, Caitlin, for whatever reason, just decides to save a chunk of the Philosopher's Stone yeah. without you ever having seen her do so. I know. <laughs> and then throws this offhanded comment of, oh, I was thinking I was maybe going to use it to try and get rid of my powers, which hasn't even been a thing for like four or five episodes. She I hasn't know. even brought it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she doesn't even have the ability to do that to like figure out how to make the stone work. She's not, that's not her thing. She's a biologist. She understands like, you know. So it just doesn't even make sense to me why people are making this is Iris making the decision that she did with the ring yeah. of just deciding, well, she's not going to be marrying him because he proposed under the wrong set of, it doesn't make sense because he's proposing to keep her alive so he can be married to her and spend time with her. So yeah, it might not be happening under the best circumstances, but it just comes across as being really selfish. And Wally is the one who made that vision. I know. Happen. It just comes across as being really selfish that she's like, you didn't propose under the right circumstances. So I'm not gonna, right. I'm not going to marry you. I mean, you've got all these different things that are just really, I mean, Barry doing the thing with with grabbing it and just going out there by himself. So instead of saying what he's going to go do, right. he decides to just make this decision up what on his own. you mean Wally? I'm sorry, Wally. Yeah, 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 yeah. sorry. Wally just decides he's going to go out there on his own and just throw this thing in the He was frustrating part. too, that he's, episode. I mean, everybody for the most part. I mean, the only redeeming qualities right now, you know, you've got Cisco who's at times- He was better this episode. He's better, you know, and then HR- you yeah. know, I, 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 well, Harry, I guess at this point it's yeah. HR slash because yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, they're kind of like the two okay, yeah, parts of the show. But I, I just feel like it's collapsing under the weight of all these contrivances that it's starting to put together. It's kind of, even though they're not directly re- like talking about it, and they did bring it up actually. It, mm-hmm. It's it's back to this whole flashpoint thing, yeah, which. W- <laughs> I get the story element. I get it. I get it. It's a thing, but it's really the whole season is being crushed under this weight of this thing where. Yeah. And it, here's. Okay. Well, that's why Savitar is yeah. there in the first place. They even said that. Right. You so know? here's the thing. We know, I mean, technically based upon the science of the show that they can change the future because of the fact that Barry traveled into the past and did one minor thing differently mm-hmm. resulted in the flashpoint. Right. which changed the entire future, right. right? So we know that based upon the science that's actually in the show, they can change the future. Yeah. Yet they're treating this entire plot line like, well, can he do it? Yeah, can Could he, he do it? it? Yeah. All he's got to do is change one thing. I know. 
And then that changes the entire future and it would be completely different. But it, it they're making it seem like he has to, they're going through and they're like, he has to accomplish this and like, check it off, check it off, check it off, check it off. It's like, there's so many other things that were relevant to that moment that you don't know anything about that could potentially have an impact right. on it. So I'm just, it's been frustrating. I yeah. wish they had gotten to this part of the story three episodes ago. It's, you know what, in, in, yeah, it's incredibly frustrating. But at the same time, um, they're still hitting those, those, really annoying TV show cliches that I've mentioned several times now, keeping secrets, not telling anybody, you know, that's, that's going to do somebody really good. You know, I had a good intentions and they're doing it again because they kept the secret. Someone got hurt. Something (laughs) happened. Uh, then also the other thing I mentioned to you earlier when we were talking about it is the un, the unnecessary lash out, like from Barry against Wally, like, like I, I get that that can happen, but I feel like that happens as now just to create conflict within an episode. Yeah. So there can be conflict. Right. Because he's a nice guy most of the time. You right. Know? So yeah. And he's like, can be re- really rude for some reason. Yeah. It's just annoying. Man. It is getting annoying. I, I think I, I almost hearken and wish back for the days where they just had, I mean, whatever happened to the people that were around that they were trying to capture. Right. Just in the city. The yeah. people that had powers, the you know, the, the yeah. weekly procedural of the metahuman capture exactly. a new metahuman every week, right? And then that was a vehicle through the drama. I mean, I I don't mind them changing things up, and obviously I right. want them to move the story forward. But the characters aren't arcing; they're not going on this journey. Right. You're not going on it with them. You don't really know what you you get to a point where you start to distrust the characters, right? And that's kind of where it's getting at for me with a lot of the characters because I don't know the decisions that they're making don't have a logical reason and they don't have a logical conclusion and so you start going i don't know why you're doing this yeah why are you doing you want to just reach on the tv and go slap 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 it's like okay doesn't make any sense all right so you saw that you two are going to be at this spot in the middle of the city on this day at this time take a trip to jamaica (laughs) (laughs) you know you can run halfway across the united states in like what an hour at most like (laughs) go to california you know go somewhere else it's like don't even be in the same state you know, it's just simple things that are just ridiculous. It's yeah. it's a it's a bummer because this is my this is my fun lighthearted TV show. <laughs> yeah, it should, and that's the thing. It it I was willing to put up with a lot. These are like cracks, minor like cracks in the show right. that you're willing to put up with when you're enjoying the overall ride and kind of where it's going. But they've gotten so serious with everything now that it's creating these giant breaks of right. like logic and realism. And it's like if you're gonna get dramatic and serious, then you can't you can't be unrealistic about the drama. And right. the reason for the drama. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Where, where would you rate things with this last episode, at least? I gave it a five. I was so okay. frustrated. Yeah, I'd probably put it probably around a five as well. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so that is it for The Flash. Hopefully, uh, this next week, you're actually coming up in a couple, <laughs> day, couple days here, uh, we should have something new. Hopefully, they kind of right this ship a little bit. But yeah. that is it for our episode of tube talk it's been a pleasure hanging out with you guys and um as usual find us at our website realreviewmedia.com uh sign up for our newsletter find all of our social medias on facebook.com slash realreviewmedia instagram at realreviewmedia same thing with twitter um but yeah also remember to sign up for the contest get signed up for the contest uh upload a photo of your uh, most anticipated movie or tv show tag us in it make sure you tag us because that's Real that's Media. if you just upload a photo and you don't tag then <laughs> then you're just how do we know you're just uploading a photo how do we know yeah <laughs> so make sure to tag us in we're it. not everywhere you gotta man. get that 50 dollars amc gift card so tag us um yeah but that's it anything else you want to add joel that's all awesome well it's been real it's been real